again, our dynamic was not super healthy. In fact, it was completely unhealthy. Um, <laughs> my mom took us to church on Sundays, so I was raised around the belief system. But um, she wasn't. She didn't know how to live her belief system in the family dynamic that we had. Okay. She did it the best that she could. But there's a difference between like codependence and loving unconditionally, and so it was a hard line to walk. She, the most value I got out of that dynamic with my mother's faith is that you don't leave unless there is severe harm. And my mother was able to moderate the stuff that happened in our family emotionally to the point where we still felt somewhat protected. Hey out there, mommy land. This is Mom Unfiltered. I am your host, Jacqueline. Today, we get to chat with Joanne Nance. She is a mother of three special boys. Joanne became a mother later in life and has experienced the joy and frustrations of being an at-home mom with schedules and schooling her children. If that isn't enough, she is tasked to reacclimate her children often because she's a wife of an airman. We salute our military families here on Mom Unfiltered. Even friendships she's gained has been spun together by God to keep. She is often found doing God's work, interceding for people, and helping the least of his in her local communities. Please don't forget to like, share, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now it's time for our program. Hey, Joanne, how are Hi, you? Good, how are you, Jacqueline? Good, thank Yay. you for joining me today on the Mom Unfiltered. I am, I am honored to be asked. And I am so super excited to get your nuggets. <laughs> <sighs> how long have you been a mother? Mm, biologically, I've been a mom for 16 years because my oldest son just turned 16 at the end of June. Um, but I've been mothering since I was young because uh -huh. of the dynamics of my family. I have a, four, a brother who's four years younger. Mm -hmm. So I helped raise him uh, because of the dynamics of my family. And then I was always a nanny or a babysitter or a mother's helper or a youth pastor. Or even when I was a therapist, it was about kind of remothering my clients when I was a therapist in many ways, telling them the things that mamas never told them. Uh -huh. And as a therapist, that was just part of the job in many mm -hmm. ways. So I've kind of mothered people most of my life, mm -hmm. um, but my own kids, I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Okay, okay. And how are the dynamics with the children? Um, dynamics, let's see, my oldest is easy. Okay. <laughs> I've often said about my oldest kid that he was born amazing and I just have to stay out of his way. Oh wow. For real. He's just, I can remember, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've had to discipline him. Oh wow. He has never really even needed disciplining. Mm -hmm. He's always listened and always been obedient to what he hears and just, he's a great kid. He had an encounter with the Lord at the age of three that he woke up from a dream and came out and said, Mom, Jesus lives in my heart and just has been 
following hard after the Lord ever since. Oh, wow. Um, he is an amazing kid. Mm -hmm. And anybody who knows him, I've never heard anything negative. My other, my second biological son um, was more of a challenge. He was mm -hmm. not quite as well. He had colic and, you know, just all of the things. And so it was like, all right, Lord, you got me into having two by giving me the easy one first. I right. see how it is. I do. Um, so I had to learn whole new set of skills mm -hmm. and I don't know that I connected or really fell in love with him until about 18 months because oh, wow. I didn't understand mm -hmm. how to deal with the challenges that I had to put up with with him and what he did what went on with his body medically mm -hmm. and the fact that nobody actually could tell me how it helped oh wow and so I'm like you know researching you know probiotics and kids and European things that they do in other countries in order to help him not be in so much pain all the time mm -hmm. And so, I mean, as he's grown older, we've understood some other stuff medically, but it was, I mean, that was just challenging. Um, and we really started connecting uh, about 18 months, and he and I are like soul brother and sister. I mean, he is like, I love my oldest one, but I have this totally different relationship. Whenever I think of the relationship with my biological sons, my oldest one is like this awesome, like kind of rushing down the mountain, bubbling brook stream, just... Kind of like if you look at Yellowstone Bridal Falls, just mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. Whereas my my love relationship with my middle one, I see more like the Mississippi River. Deep and strong and powerful and just doesn't look like it's really moving fast from the surface, but it's got so much power in there. And so it's, it's different. Um, the water is the same, the love is the same, the volume is the same, but it's different in its manifestation. And so that's been a part of the challenges mm -hmm. with my middle one mm -hmm. is it helped develop this super deep deep relationship between the two of us where mm -hmm. we connect on a level that I don't connect with with my other two but I connect on other levels with them that I don't connect you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's just yeah. it's that uniqueness that every mom feels like with each different kid right? yes yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. and the love is different mm -hmm. it's all love and it's not like more or less it's different right it's hard to explain and then my third one um, he's adopted he has um, significant challenges emotionally and in a mental health way. And that's just been a whole new learning curve and a whole new learning experience to love a child that I didn't have inside of me, mm -hmm. that I didn't love necessarily from conception or, or, or I can't say not pray for because I prayed for him before he was even born because uh -huh. the Lord had spoken to us about adopting children. Um, and to love through challenges that he doesn't even understand, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that he doesn't know why, mm -hmm. you know, to love him through... Uh, the brain damage and the surgeries and the I'm less than or I'm different than or I have brown skin why do you not have brown skin and all of these other things that we have to love him through all whole different world but anybody challenges me on that child and they will get the bear nobody okay. touches my child nobody talks badly to my child nobody questions my child because they will get the mama bear because I am ridiculously protective of that child mm -hmm. just because of what he's gone through and, and the challenges in his life and the fact that he's so open to everybody right he doesn't really know how to protect himself got it so it's like mm -mm, no 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 you don't challenge my son I will, I will take you down I will get you I will take you down do not mess with my kid <laughs> that's what we have in common Mama <laughs> I'm a bear <laughs> I am an absolute bear were you raised with a specific spiritual belief, and how does that play a part in you raising your children? I actually wasn't really. Um, my mom went to church. Um, my dad was an atheist. Mm -hmm. um, and that, I guess, that of course, uh, affects you, because 
I was raised with a real value for science mm -hmm. and a real value for psychology and a real value for those things. And those still play into my, my beliefs now mm -hmm. when I raise my children. I can step back and examine things from that mindset mm -hmm. and be able to you know, develop tools from that mindset with the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to address things in that way. Mm -hmm. um, because that was my dad. Mm -hmm. My dad's psychology, science, you know, all of that stuff. Whereas my mom, again, our dynamic was not super healthy. In fact, it was completely unhealthy. Um, <laughs> my mom took us to church on Sundays, so I was raised around the belief system. Mm -hmm. But um, she wasn't; she didn't know how to live her belief system in the family dynamic that we had. Okay. She did it the best that she could, mm -hmm. but there's a difference between like codependence and loving unconditionally, and, and so it was a hard line to walk. She, the most value I got out of that dynamic with my mother's faith is that you don't leave unless mm -hmm. there is severe harm. Mm -hmm. And my mother was able to moderate the stuff that happened in our family emotionally to the point where we still felt somewhat protected until mm -hmm. my mother got cancer the first time and then that was like a total, that freaked everybody out, including mm -hmm. my dad. Mm -hmm. And so we, we didn't have much to rely on them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I was like, God, what's going on? This is the only person in our family who really believes in you. Mm -hmm. And yet she's got cancer. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. And it totally shook any faith that I had. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, went off in my own direction after that. Mm -hmm. um, but watching my mother grow in her faith mm -hmm. during those times was something I could look, I, I look back on now and realized it helped keep me anchored even though I went the complete opposite direction mm -hmm. in college and became an antagonist to other people's faith. Mm -hmm. I could still go back and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, this was always there. Mm -hmm. God was always there mm -hmm. and there's always truth. So I'm, I'm a product of my mama's prayer. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about it. I would be dead more than once if it were not for my mama's prayers. Wow, wow. So it's... It's been an anchor, mm -hmm. but I, until I came to my own faith, I had no idea that it was actually that, that it was an anchor. Okay. So it was in the spirit, strong, but in the natural, pretty much unrecognizable, if that makes sense. Okay, awesome. How has having children changed your life? Um, I remember having a conversation with my mentor when I was single. And we were going to a funeral of a mutual friend, and uh, she she had she has three kids. She was married, you know, and she said something about having kids, you know, when I get older, or whatever. And I was in my I was in my I got married at thirty, mm -hmm. and so I was like in my late twenties. And she said this, and I I said I've always thought I was too selfish to have children, mm -hmm. and um, so I would have to say that. Having children has taught me that I'm not too selfish to have children. Mm -hmm. It's taught me a healthy selflessness that wasn't necessarily modeled when I was a kid mm -hmm. because of the codependency issues with my mother. Mm -hmm. That's an unhealthy selflessness because in many ways it's twisted to look unselfless when it's selfish because in a codependent relationship you're getting your, you're feeding off of the chaos. You're getting your good feelings from helping someone when you're really enabling them. Whereas, as a mother, I get good feelings watching my kids become independent. Mm -hmm. Watching them live out lessons that they've learned, that mm -hmm. we've been able to teach. Watching them grow in their faith. And I never thought I could be that person to kind of step back and go, okay, go ahead. 
instead of controlling everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still have issues with control. I know I do. It's between me and Jesus. We're working on it. <laughs> and I get a little controlling sometimes with my youngest, especially. I think that's good with mom. But so when I when I look bit. at when I look at my oldest, when my 16 year old will be graduating next year, and when I look at him, mm-hmm. and I see that he's made all the right choices, and he's walking in a fabulous direction mm-hmm. and I will lay my life down for that child I will empty up my bank account to pay for that child's education and his goals and everything mm-hmm. and I'm like I, I just I can't help but think thank you Lord mm-hmm. that you changed my heart in such a way that I'm willing to give my everything mm-hmm. to see my baby succeed in the things you've called him to to train because we trained him up in the way he should go not the way I thought he should go not the way I want him to go right but in the way he should go which is help keep me in step with Holy Spirit for my kids okay. and it's like okay well I recognize this gift let's go this way he doesn't want to go okay well where do you want to go maybe let's go that way okay well let's go this way now okay well let's go this way now and it just being able to keep in step with the Holy Spirit to keep him and all three of them actually guided in their paths. Mm-hmm. Not mama's path, not daddy's path, not the world's path, praise God. But in their own okay. paths in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I had no idea I could do that for anybody. And so seeing, being able to step outside myself and see that mm-hmm. has been, to me, the biggest change. Wow. That's beautiful. What, if anything, would you do different as a mom? I would yell less. I'm a yeller, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm, like it. I am a yeller. Yeah, I'm there with you. I'm not, I'm not a hitter by any means. Um, we tried spanking it at young because we thought it was okay, but it just never left a good feeling in us, so we, we, pulled, we stopped all of that. Mm-hmm. Then when we started fostering children, you can't do it at all. Even mm-hmm. your bio kids, mm-hmm. you cannot spank your biological kids when you have foster kids because it sets a per, you know, because they've come out of that usually. So mm-hmm. I mean, we'd, we'd already eliminated that before we started fostering. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I don't like that. I don't want to do it. This doesn't feel right. We're not doing it. Um, but then I resorted to yelling. Mm-hmm. And I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it's my go-to. And, you know, sometimes I comfort myself with, okay, this is my this is my frame of reference growing up. Mm-hmm. And I don't do any of that except mm-hmm. the yelling. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that's the only one I go right, to at this right, point. Right. We're not passing on that other unhealthy stuff. But I want that one to go away too. Mm-hmm. I've studied love and logic. Um, it works when you don't have a kid that has some mental health issues, mm-hmm. but there there is no way that spanking works with a kid with mental health issues right, either. Right, right. Um, so, and right now I'm really learning. My my son's in a uh, in therapy, and so my therapist, his therapist, is actually helping teach me how to parent my son that has several different disorders. He has mm-hmm. executive functioning disorder and sensory processing disorder and stuff from his brain trauma when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And so how, and he has working memory issues, which means you could teach him something and he'll grasp it, he'll forget it 10 minutes from now and not mm-hmm. be able to bring it up and it's as if it never happened. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a lot of repetition mm-hmm. and a lot more patience than I've ever had as a human. Mm-hmm. So I'm stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would yell less and learn patience better mm-hmm. and be able to grasp onto the opportunities to learn patients better instead of kind of blow past them mm-hmm. and go I don't want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I would be can't say I'd be more selfless because that's actually been a difficulty for me with mm-hmm. the codependent growing up mm-hmm. history so I'd actually learn self-care mm-hmm. because I I'm not good at soul care mm-hmm. I'm not good at self-care oh, wow. I'm not I'm not. Wow. And so I've actually started taking this season to be involved in 
um, developing friendships and going to the Thursday night Bible study with the ladies house ladies and I'm starting the mom unfiltered mom the mom's life the mom's that's you you're, <laughs> I'm the you're, you're the mom on I will the have a group group. Yeah, the, mom's, the mom's life thing on Fridays yeah. as much as like so I'm trying to mm-hmm. integrate more I have girlfriends down in Vacaville we all get together mm-hmm. I have girlfriends up here we're trying mm-hmm. and it's like trying to develop female friends because mm-hmm. I've I've always gotten along great with guys, right. but not with women. Right. They've always been kind of snarky and backbiting and right, 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 And I have like two super close long-term military friends, uh-huh. but they're in other country, other areas of the country. Right. And so developing good girlfriends wherever I live mm-hmm. is a challenge. For yes. Me. And so learning those skills earlier would be something I'd do different. And again, not yelling. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to be as much of a yeller as so I. So let's have been. go back to the yelling real quick because I'm a yeller. <laughs> I hate it. Does it seem like really that they don't respond to you my unless one, you yeah. like turn the turn it right. up or not? I even say to my youngest one because I'll say something. And then I'll say it in what we call the firm voice. I'll ask him nicely with a please, and I'll explain the situation. Mm-hmm. Total, not as if I hadn't spoken. Mm-hmm. Then I'll say it in my firm voice, which mm-hmm. is not yelling, it's being firm. Mm-hmm. And that one doesn't go with the explanation, that's just do this, please. Because mm-hmm. I'll always say please with that. And still, it's it's like maybe a hesitance or something, and then he just keeps on rolling. Mm-hmm. And then I have to yell. Yeah. And he's like, why are you yelling? I'm like, because you didn't listen when I was and kind. Oh, so upset. And I'm like, hey, I just told you four times. Exactly. It's like to put the one sock on that you've had on, that you haven't put on for the last ten minutes. Get I'm sorry. your shoes on or you will be late for class. Right now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, and I, I tell him every time, it hurts I was, my feelings. I don't want to yell at you like that, but I've told you four times. I look, I look at him, I'm like, me? if you want me to not yell, then do it when I'm using the kind voice. Because when I'm or being the kind the mama, yeah. or yeah, or even the second, when I'm being the kind yeah. mama, you know how we're trying to train you by doing things over and over and over again and lots of yes and thank yous and pleases. Mm-hmm. When you do that to me, it trains me too. Right. Because if you're doing it when I do the kind voice, the kind voice happens more right. often. It happens more often. It, it happens, happens more often. It happens with the husband. It happens oh, with the children. It happens with the I don't have to. My husband oh, is, I cannot tell you, my husband <laughs> is amazing. He is. I mean, he's got, you know, everybody's got stuff. Don't get me wrong. But his stuff does not really filter into the family unless he's overwhelmed at work or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless he's got something mm-hmm. else going on. His stuff doesn't filter over into us. He's able to pull it back and listen, and pull it back and talk, and pull it back and be present. Mm-hmm. And I, I could not have prayed for a better man than the Lord gave me. Oh, I could not have even asked. I, everything on my checklist, except for like I liked dark-haired guys, and he's a blonde. But <laughs> everything else on my checklist, that and then beyond that stuff that I didn't even know I wanted or needed, the mm-hmm. Lord put in this mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. and I could not. I could not conceive of a better partner for this walk in life. Wow. And I'm going to cry any minute now because, I mean, you don't get to be a military family and survive mm-hmm. without that mutual partnership. Because mm-hmm. if my kids can't handle him going away with just mom and if they can't, you know, it's it it has to be this nuclear group that moves every three years because mm-hmm. all you got yourselves in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I moved to a new city. It takes me a year to make friends. It takes you know months for my kids to make friends, especially with us homeschooling. And then we do it all again. Mm-hmm. They make all these friends, and then we move again. Mm-hmm. They make all these friends, and we move again. And in the middle of the move, your dad goes away for like three months or six months. Mm-hmm. And it's like if I did not have him as a partner, 
And he, if he didn't have me as, a, as someone who was 30 years old, fully independent, debt-free, had a full-time career when we got married, mm-hmm. then I know how to roll, run a household and I know how to do all of this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can go. That's fine. I can go do what I'm called to do by the Lord because wow. I know I can trust you. That's that Proverbs 31. I know mm-hmm. I can trust you mm-hmm. to watch over my fields and to turn a profit and mm-hmm. to all of the things. Mm-hmm. My children are clothed in scarlet because mm-hmm. I know that my wife has got this handled. Right. And so he's got that trust, and I've got that trust with him of he's not going anywhere. When he goes overseas, his wow. eye is not going to be turned by some pretty little airman over here who thinks she needs all the help. That's not my husband. That's that's just, I have that full faith and full trust in him. That's, that's beautiful. That is absolutely And beautiful. I couldn't do this without him. I mean, it's mom unfiltered, but I got a shout out from my man. Oh, because yes. <laughs> I would not be the mom I am without him being the husband he is. Okay. And every time Holy Spirit says, I want you to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I do. I buy them food. I buy them something to drink. And then I talk to them about the Lord. I pray with them. Um, this one time I had this beautiful lady who was deaf, but she didn't know sign language. And so I met her physical needs and taught her some sign language and told her, and with, you know, lip reading as best as possible, how much Jesus loved her. Mm-hmm. And she was just crying. And I, wow. I, she, she couldn't communicate whether she was, you know, saved or receiving the Lord or whatever. I just had the trust that the Holy Spirit was doing His job, and it's not my job. I'm right. just telling the truth as much as I can in whatever she can receive because she couldn't hear, mm-hmm. and just trust the Holy Spirit was doing His thing. And I mean, I've, I've seen people get. I mean, I've prayed for people and just seen them walk away different. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know about saved or not because they won't always say the words, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean, just different. Mm-hmm. And I have to trust that it's, because the Bible says that some plow the field, some plant the seeds, some water, mm-hmm. and some get the harvest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just plowing. Just plowing away. Sometimes I'm just planting mm-hmm. a seed and mm-hmm. someone else is plowed and I respect that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just watering what's already in there by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only had a couple times when I've been able to say what I would, what I would call the harvest in regards to praying with someone to receive the Lord, but I also respect that everything that had to go into that process, because mm-hmm. it's a process. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. normally come to the Lord instantly. The Lord right. has been doing stuff until yeah. that point, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, if that's a ministry, that's a ministry. <laughs> My biggest thing is um, I love intercession. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's a difference between intercession and prayer. Prayer is the everyday conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Intercession is where I stand in the place of a person or a place or a region that has a heart's cry out to the Lord because mm-hmm. even the rocks cry out right. the Bible says mm-hmm. this a place that has a heart's cry to the Lord that is not been seen in the natural yet so I mm-hmm. stand in that place alongside of Holy Spirit cry out mm-hmm. for that which is being called out for mm-hmm. so that's just this prophetic intercession is what I've always called it awesome. I've done a lot of learning and study and research in fact I still go to classes at another church about the prophetic and stuff and that's something I love to do, is mm-hmm. hear the Lord's heart for a person, mm-hmm. or for a season, mm-hmm. or for a place, mm-hmm. and just speak that out in His timing, and just mm-hmm. see what He does, mm-hmm. and just partner with Him to release in the Spirit, 
what is already going on so that it comes through in the natural because he chooses to partner with us broken vessels he chooses these cracked pots to work in and through he chooses to limit his sovereignty because he wants in a love relationship with us to see his kingdom come his will be done on earth as it is in heaven and he chooses to do that he could do it sovereignly in an instant heaven could come down boom everything changed mm -hmm. he could because he's God mm -hmm. but he chooses that partnership that's why he chose Israel into himself that's why he chooses us through Jesus Christ and through the blood of his son that's why there's reconciliation that's why we're ambassadors of reconciliation is to bring others into the work that he is choosing to do uh, in the earth mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. us with mm -hmm. us and partnering mm -hmm. with us through the Holy Spirit and I love that that is my passion, is partnering with the Lord in whatever small way, whether it's a person doesn't know him at Walgreens, or people who do know him but don't know who they are in him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And being able to mm -hmm. say, no, this is mm -hmm. who you are. Yes. And just kind of, you know, speaking truth into the soul of an individual to eliminate those lies, because mm -hmm. it's the truth that makes us free. Yes. You know, and it's when I'm able to speak the truth into someone who's been believing lies and you just watch their countenance change because mm -hmm. those lies aren't there anymore mm -hmm. and then watch them change life, that gives me more joy than pretty much anything else on mm -hmm. the planet mm -hmm. can. So I awesome. love that. I love it. I love it. So, uh, you've been around. So what is the greatest... <laughs> I have. <laughs> We're not going into that on this podcast. No. <laughs> what was the greatest come to Jesus moment you've had as a mother? Wow. I don't know if there's a greatest. There's been several different ones. Mm -hmm. I remember very clearly the first time I held my first son mm -hmm. in my arms. Mm -hmm. And I looked down at his face. And I suddenly realized what it was for God to give up his own son mm -hmm. for us. Because there's no way I'm giving up my child for anybody else. Mm -hmm. I'm too selfish. Mm -hmm. And that was looking at my newborn infant perfect baby mm -hmm. that had several different quote things um, diagnosed in the womb mm -hmm. that the Lord eliminated and mm -hmm. gave me a perfect birth and a perfect child. And I'm looking at this perfect child going, no, I love you, God. But if you ask me to give this one up to save someone else's life, I'm, I'm going to say no. So I'm going to honor you even more for what you had to do because greater love has you. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I know it, it's, I've grown since then, but at that, that mm -hmm. moment, that was my right, greatest moment right. is like to suddenly realize what it took mm -hmm. for the father to give up his son. Mm -hmm. For me, knowing who I was and what I did. Oh, girl. I don't know. I couldn't mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. I couldn't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I could not see myself even, nope. even mm -hmm. now. And I... You know, yeah, I even now, people. and I love people. <laughs> I you know, people like, you know, now. Mm -mm. my my baby boy, mm -mm, none of my babies, mm -mm, none of them, no, none of my three. And I've only have I only have one son, so well, I, have, I, I would have I would have to give up my <laughs> only Nobody. son. I'm like, Lord, Lord, I can't even see how Abraham did it. <laughs> no, I, oh, I honor that father. Let me just yes. tell you, because I'm like, I'm not making my child carry sticks up a hill and then fake him out thinking, no, this, mm -hmm. So I honor that. Yes. I honor, honor it. Honor yes. it. Absolutely. And I mean, as my son gets to the point of graduating and moving into his own life, moving into the ministry he feels the Lord calling him into, I see the whole give up your son thing. And it's hard. I mean, I can't think about it yet. Once we get closer to May, I am probably going to live as a snotting mess on a regular basis to give my child up. He's going to stay here in California to college 
when we move. Mm -hmm. We move. I will move for the first time next time without one of my children. The reality of that, I have to keep blocked from my mind to function on wow. a daily basis. Wow. I'm not prepared for that. Wow. Another come to Jesus moment with my second son. Like I said, we didn't really connect for about 18 months. 18 months. I was watching his behavior. And again, my background is psychology and therapy and mental health. And I'm watching him and realizing he had a lot of behaviors that could be added up to be this diagnosis or added up to be that diagnosis and something rose up inside of me and said no that is not who this child is and I refuse that thought mm -hmm. and I instantly connected to him mm -hmm. in the Lord it was all Holy Spirit and I was like instantly connected to him and I'm just like no nothing will come against this child mm -hmm. nothing will come against this child. And mm -hmm. he's had more trials and tribulations than his older brother. Mm -hmm. His older brother's had this kind of smooth path. Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. Some kids just seem to walk in favor. Right. And some kids have to plot it out. Right. And he's been my plotted out. And mm -hmm. so I've been there beside him all the way, being his cheerleader, offering advice, offering wisdom, praying, pardon me, interceding, just all the things. And again, that's that, that moment, I still remember exactly where I was sitting, exactly where what he was wearing, where we were. When I looked at him and went, no, that's not true. I will not let that affect this child. Mm -hmm. And instantly just put up a shield against what was probably a scheme of the enemy to try and take my kid down a road that wasn't his to travel. Right, right. And I, that was a God moment right there. Mm -hmm. And for my youngest, there's come to Jesus moments every day with that one. God <laughs> there really are. I remember when the Lord told me we were living in San Angelo, Texas, and we, my husband and I had always wanted to adopt. We, had, we talked about adoption before we even got married because we didn't think I could have kids, so my older two are miracles. And um, we were living in San Angelo, Texas, in, and it was a February, before, and it, we weren't going to be moving to where we didn't even know where we were moving next. The Lord started speaking to my heart and said, start praying for Jonathan. He gave me a name, Jonathan, start praying for Jonathan. So I started praying for Jonathan. And so, you know, we knew when we got to our next base that we would, and I knew that was my son. Mm -hmm. I knew I was praying for protection, for life, mm -hmm. for all of this stuff for my son. And I knew it was mine. Mm -hmm. I knew in the spirit already, I knew that he was going to be mine. So when we got through, you know, got into San Antonio and got through our foster stuff, and, um, you know, first this set was coming, then they did, and another kid was coming, then they did, and they did. We finally got this set of two little boys um, David and Oscar and the minute they walked in my house I looked at Oscar and I know he was my Jonathan that I'd been praying for mm -hmm. but not his brother and I was kind of confused because it didn't foster you adopt sibling sets usually mm -hmm. and I found out the whole story behind it David's biological dad fought out of addiction mm -hmm. fought into faith in Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and fought through Christian rehabs moved from California to San Antonio to fight CPS to get his son back because he had changed his life entirely. Mm -hmm. And his dad's name was Jonathan. Oh, wow. So I apparently during all that time, not only praying for my child to be safe and protected during his head injury, because his head injury happened about that time. Mm -hmm. So I was praying for my baby to be protected and the Lord protected him, saved him, all that stuff. I was praying for his daddy. Mm -hmm. Well, his half-brother, his biological daddy. daddy. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so it was a struggle for me to realize that David wasn't mine, but Jonathan is. Mm -hmm. And his name at the time was Oscar. And it's just a struggle for me because I'm like, Lord, both of these babies should be together. They're brothers, blah, 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 blah. And the Lord kept saying, no, he is not for you. He needs to be with his dad. 
this one is for you. Mm-hmm. He is yours. Mm-hmm. And so I, I constantly was checking my heart and what I was hearing with the Lord with other people I trust in the Lord. And they were like, no, your heart is right. I'm, we're hearing this, we're seeing this. Everybody was, we were all in agreement praying. And so I started doing my best to help David's family be re- reconciled. Mm-hmm. Not by lying or cheating or whatever, but just I mean, prayer, obviously. But when a challenge came up to his father's capacity, I was like, no, 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 no. This wasn't that. This is this. And I would find documentation at, that would prove that and maintain his father's innocence in a situation. I'm like, no, 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 no. He had just started taking a new medicine. And those new medicines, the side effects of the medicine is like bruising that's or whatever. Think, yeah. And it wasn't his dad. It was this medicine that's causing the bruising. And it wasn't his dad. You know. And so trying to help that process on my end as much as I could because I knew this family needed to be together and he is thriving with his dad loves the Lord captain of the football team is working on scholarships into engineering schools even in seventh grade eighth or ninth grade now I mean just an amazing godly kid following in his dad's footsteps of loving the Lord I mean it's astounding and so those Jesus moments of having to trust that this is the Lord Mm -hmm. and this is my child Mm -hmm. and hearing him clearly pressing on in the Lord in Mm -hmm. the word Mm -hmm. in fellowship with other like-minded believers to say is this accurate Mm -hmm. those will come to Jesus moments and I mean other foster kids we tried we tried so hard to adopt every other baby that came every other kiddo that came into our house and Mm -hmm. it didn't happen it didn't for whatever reason however it happened it didn't Right. But yeah, those are those are some pretty significant come to Jesus moments, and I have a come to Jesus moment, like I said, with Jonathan, almost a daily basis. <laughs> He's a good boy. He's still fighting through stuff, though. What do you think your life would be like if you did not receive the gift of motherhood? I would be enormously selfish. Mm. I probably would have continued trying to follow into. I would have followed into getting into I was in a master's degree program I'd have been accepted in a master's degree program into psychology to get my master's in psychology to do psychological testing mm-hmm. when I found out I was pregnant with my oldest son mm-hmm. and I left the program and then my husband lost his job right after Christopher was born and so then he joined the military mm-hmm. which is what's brought us all over the country I would probably would probably be owning and flipping homes um, and I would be if not uh, doing a psych- work as a psychologist, I'd have gone into psychiatry because oh, wow. that was that where was I was path. headed. Mm-hmm. I'm doing community theater. <laughs> I love it. For real. That's, <laughs> that would have been what I've, I'd have pursued, those two things. Oh, wow. What is your greatest gift you would give mothers that are going through what you've been through as a mom? If I could give the gifts the Holy Spirit has given me, it would be perseverance endurance and faith faith in the fact that God's already got this and it's not my job to try and control it it's my job to let him be in charge and faith that he is is in charge because we get in there as moms and we go no God needs to go this way needs to look this way needs to do this and he's just like girlfriend get your hands off of this right now because I've got it you're just gonna mess it if you keep trying and sometimes he partners and uses it. Sometimes he's like, okay, sweetie, you need to step back because I got this handled. Mm-hmm. And learning to understand the difference between those moments and truly having the faith to step back when he says step back. That's tough. Yeah. That's a tough one. Endurance because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. 
And I would tell every mom that if she thinks it's easy, she's listening to a lie. Mm-hmm. Every potential mom who thinks everybody else has got it easy, you don't see the rest of the iceberg under the surface. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. That mama that looks like she's got it all together in the car drop-off line, mm-hmm. you have no idea the crap she put up with that right. next day or how to get the kids' shoes on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, it's not easy. And it's okay that it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Because challenges draw us closer to Jesus if we let them. Our Lord works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I know I love him. I know I am called according to his purpose. I have no doubts of that. So when those challenges come, I have to say, okay, this is for your good. Show me how. Show me how to flip it so that it's for your good and for the good of these kids. Because it's not going to end well if I can't see that. If I can't see that lesson in there, if I can't learn for myself. As a gift of saying, how do I change in the midst of this? Not how do I change my kids. Mm -hmm. Not how do I change the situation. Mm -hmm. Lord, change me. Change me. Change my heart. Change my reactions. Remove those things from me that I grew up with in childhood that are causing this to happen. Mm -hmm. Change me. Mm -hmm. That tenderness and humility of heart to come to the Lord and go, change me. Mm -hmm. Change me first so that I can handle this better because my kids aren't going to change unless I change first. My situation's not going to change unless I change first. Heck, my husband's not going to change unless I change first. Preach that. I'm like, it has to be the Lord changing me because that's Mm -hmm. all I'm responsible for in the end is my heart before the Lord. That's all. And so when I come and go, Lord, change me, how can I... When am, where am I not submitting? Where am I not believing you? Where am I not trusting you? Where am I failing in this? And change me so that I can trust you more, so I can love you more, and so I can show your glory more in every decision I make in my family and in the world you've placed me in. Mm-hmm. That has to be a mindset of, oh God, instead of, oh God, I'm just going to give up because this just sucks. Mm-hmm. It has to be, no Lord, change me. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't suck because what sucks most is me and my attitude towards it. Whoa. Y'all heard that, ladies? <laughs> Did you hear that? What sucks the most is your attitude. Woo! Jesus. All right. And I need to remember that because that was like this morning. <laughs> that was this morning. Oh, no. That, that was the word of the Lord for me. I got to punch in the mouth for that one, too. I, I, I'm like, that was the word of the Lord for me. I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I had to break that one, but I'm like, uh-uh, nope, nope, you got me. You got me. <laughs> yes, hey, me too. Uncle. Come on, Lord. Come on, bring it, Jesus. I need it. Change my heart, oh, Lord. Make it ever new. Mm. Yes. So thank you so much <sighs> You're for welcome. joining us. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'm so honored. Oh, goodness. Ladies, get your pen and pencil out and uh, play this back, okay? So <laughs> we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into our program. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I can't wait to see you all next week on Mom Unfiltered.